any way you can turn those lights down a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me let me see. There, uh, you should you should watch the stream right now. Am I super blue? Yeah. Abadibadaba. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I need to see this. Oh, man. I don't even think I need my camera on. I think my lighting's okay. I just I just saw it. I just saw it. It's so Here blue. We go. It's so blue. <laughs> I'm trying to... It's a little... A little... So, so the answer is no. Like, I think okay. I can change it to green. <laughs> I can be yeah, green. So... so... I would so the lights look good, but you should put those on the back of your shelf because otherwise, when you're recording things, the light shines right into. <laughs> so for audio listeners, Chris made the effort to it's get right now. That, that looks a little bit better uh, to get some lights for his background of his streams and of this stream, and uh, but he put them on the front of his bookcase, not behind them. So it's just glaring in my eyes right now. <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't say much. My camera is like whack right now, which is what I'm going to explain when I go into my week. So hold on. Like, I actually like that angle because you've got it's a below lot... my monitor. It's well, yeah, it's below your monitor. But at the same time, you've got like, I see everything. Like, I, absolutely. I don't look everything. like a high schooler trying to take a picture from above. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh trying, man! Did I trying tell to get you? the uh, the the boob shot? My uh, well, I had a bigger girlfriend in high school, and okay. she did that. Uh, she worked her angles. Is all I'm gonna say to make her good for her pictures. Yeah, she was huge. So <laughs> <laughs> they uh, you know how they say thunder thighs whenever they're talking about someone that's got some big thighs. They called her thunderstorm thighs. She was the entire fucking storm. Oh, that's savage. Like, yeah, absolutely she's barbaric. Shit. She cheated on me. Fuck that lady. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, Corey, why do women always cheat on you? I'm like, I don't know, man. Something wrong with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, welcome everybody. It's been a busy fucking week for both of us, I believe. Yeah, it has. Yes, it has. Oh, I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Not that oh, I'm no. I'm not I'm not mad at you. I'm not. Okay. Um. However, uh, I was apparently voluntold that I will be streaming, uh, the oh. Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon between 1 a.m. and 6:30. No, 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 no. That's not. That's just the block that you're looking to check and make sure that the ROMs work. You don't actually have to stream during that. Okay. So, cool. Not yeah, not just, that I'm upset about because I was I was just yeah. like, got it. I'm I'm the fucking red light time. <laughs> no, I think I'd have to double check, but I really do think that he just split that up. He's like, Corey's gonna check the ROMs for noon until six p.m. to make sure all those ROMs work, so that way one person isn't checking all what possibly twenty four or more ROMs. Cool. That makes a hell of a lot more sense. Because I'm seeing like time slots. I'm like, oh, I'm the red eye. Okay, got it. Chris, you got to read my my man. Uh, I are Marine. <laughs> that shit doesn't oh, fucking go together. I write for a magazine. Like uh, anyway, not the point. I guess we should. 
yeah let's pull up let's go into the showcase room so a big thing happened this week uh gamescom 2020 was this week i didn't get to catch a lot of gamescom because i was driving but the thing is gamescom wasn't just like an hour thing it's like a three-day event where they're announcing shit no i i think it's safe to say at this point that gamescom is a new e3 um yeah jeff Keeley's behind it i mean there's there's just there was so much stuff going on so mm -hmm. much that got lost in the cracks like last year i think gamescom was when uh panzer Dragoon uh remake mm -hmm. was announced and i didn't hear about that until like two days after the last day of gamescom and i'm like oh that's dope as shit and like i'm trying to play catch up on everything with gamescom and they announced fucking Wonder Boy Asha in Monster World, which is Monster World 4. Yeah. And that game is fucking dope. I was watching the trailer, and I don't know if the trailer... I'm trying to find it on this website because I was looking at it earlier. But it looked a little off to me. I don't know why I say that. Maybe because I've never played a Wonder Boy game. Mm-hmm. So that might be why. So I think like what's a little bit weird about this one is that usually... And I, I forget who's the one that usually has been working the the Wonder Boy series. I want to say it's like Dot Emu and uh, Lizard Cube. Um, yes, I those so, games yeah. are two D. This one is like the first three D game. That's what so, it is. So like, yeah, it, it looks a little bit weird. Not gonna lie, but I mean, I'm I'm still excited for it. It still looks like, you know, fucking Monster World Four. So I'm all about this shit. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it looks cute, and it seems to be like a... It, whenever I see this art style, it reminds me... It just reminds me of, like, Dragon Quest, like Akira Toriyama and all that stuff. I kind of get okay. that, especially with, like, the slimes and all that. Okay. But I don't know. I, I might check this out. I don't 100% disagree, but I, I, get, I feel you on that. I, I, I just love the art style. I've always loved everything Monster World. Those games are fucking great. What slipped so. through the cracks for me that I didn't see was 8-Bit Adventure 2 got announced. Yeah. And uh, it looks like a hundred times better than the first one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it looks so much better. Yeah, it does. The music on that game sounds amazing, yeah. too. It the is music in the sick. trailer is fucking nice. And it looks like they're doing a mixture of, like, Final Fantasy RPG fighting with, like... It looks like that, but it also looks a little bit like Earthbound fighting, where you don't actually... Like, it's like a frontal view. Like, you're standing in front of the monster, but you yeah, also yeah, still yeah, see yeah. the characters at the bottom. Yeah, no, it definitely looks uh, a lot of old-school uh, Final Fantasy. I would even say more along the lines of Final Fantasy Adventure or Final Fantasy Legends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a robot in it, so they're trying to get some of that Chrono Trigger feel. Uh, it's cool. It's dope. I like it. It looks real good. It, it looks really, really good. But Sprites look real good. Big, big reveal. Not really reveal. But we got to see a little bit more of Dragon Age 4 behind the scenes. Yep. That that looks promising. Got to see a bit more. Here's here's the thing with like my relationship with these type of games. Anytime that I see a World of Warcraft trailer, I am, I am instantly like falling in love with it. Like Shadowlands. Okay, so... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go do your thing. So let's go ahead and play it. So they played two trailers. Okay. Well, one was a trailer. One is a lore thing. Uh, so a couple expansions ago, Blizzard started doing these like lore cinematics that are kind of like it's like a 
animated graphic novel. Yes. Where it looks like graphic novel panels, but they'll like put a little bit of animation in. Like it kind of looks like you're going from panel to panel. And uh, they did one, and I don't know because I, even though I don't play World of Warcraft a lot now, I know a shit ton of lore. I got really, there's a lot of fucking lore in World of Warcraft. And uh, the, what, they, what this uh, thing was, it was the story of Uther. And Uther was the paladin that trained Arthas, who was the Lich King. And, yeah, it starts showing... Because apparently he's like a Valkyrie now. Yeah. And, like, when Arthas was killed, spoilers, in, you know, the Wrath of the Lich King game, like that expansion, it shows, like, what Uther... Like, Uther took his soul and, like, was the judgment of his soul. So I don't know... If they're alluding to that you're going to be working with Arthas's soul at some point in Shadowlands, because Shadowlands is the realm of the dead right. in World of Warcraft. So, like, this is, and it's kind of shitty because it's just another excuse for them to bring back characters that have died off. But they're probably going to do that. Like, Shadowlands is, it really looks like their version of Shadowbringers. Because Shadowbringers for Final Fantasy XIV was and still is humongous. Like, it's a great expansion. Some of the best storytelling probably in any Final Fantasy game for a long time. But I have a connection with Blizzard, and I have it to where I will be able to play this game when it comes out with no money out of my pocket. So I'm probably going to be playing World of Warcraft again once Shadowlands drops. So, lore-wise, because I... I haven't really seen anything outside of the lore. Uh, mm. And in fact, I might have seen the opening trailer. Maybe the opening trailer was like when the Lich King showed up and that, that one dark elf used the sword oh, yeah, on yeah. him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did so see there's a, that. There always has to be a Lich King. That The Lich King you saw was a red Lich King. That is Bolvar who took the mantle after Arthas was destroyed. Got it. Because um, there has to be a Lich King, otherwise the Lich run rampant. Noted. What really got me was this uh, this lore trailer, and I I love shit like this. I eat this fucking shit up. It's part There's of the reason, like, of them. Uh, what's that? There's a lot of them. I I can watch that shit all day. Mm. And the thing is, it's just like I wish that I would have a more streamlined experience with all the stuff that's going on within the lore, uh, rather than hey, play this MMO. And like, cause the thing is like, I want to play this because I want to know more about the story, but yeah. I hate wow gameplay or There's like, I'm a not... lot of books. There's okay. a lot of books. Like, uh, you know how, uh, people wrote or expanded the universe for star Wars and made a lot of like independent yeah. novels and stuff like that. A lot of these, they're not so much independent, but they are like independent artists that have made them, mm. but they just like my favorite one is the rise of the the horde, which was the original history of the orcs before they fell to the demon's blood, and it's one of my favorite books because I this is the only game I've ever seen where orcs most of the time orcs are like bad straight right. out bad yeah. Lord of the Rings they're bad like I think in Warhammer they're bad but in this one it plays both it, in World of Warcraft it shows that every race is good and bad. It's just like humans. Like there are good humans, there are bad humans. And uh but no, the lore the World of Warcraft has 
I mean, for anyone that's been listening to the podcast, I have always been up and down on World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that they always excel at are their cinematics and their lore. I mean, even back in the day when Wrath of the Lich King came out, which was like 2008, 2009, they had an in-game cinematic that used in-game, like, animations. And it's called Wrath of the... or uh, The Wrathgate. And it's one of the best cinematics ever in World of Warcraft history. So... Yeah, people that have played since back then still talk about it. I don't know. I mean, Shadowlands looks good. I don't know what they're going to try. I mean, I'm going to play it, and I can report back after I played it for a while and be like, nope, same shit. Or no, they totally revamped it, and it's a lot more fun. Wasn't there talk of Blizzard creating a new engine or a new World of Warcraft? Because I don't know. We've kind of just been like playing y'all, not us, uh, or me, mostly me. Uh, but y'all have been playing the same game for like what the last fifteen years? Yeah, but it's it's over the last few. Uh, I mean, a few years ago, it got a graphical overhaul. Okay. So like models, like if you go back, so if you play, if you were to pick it up today, pick up classic, and you will see what all the models used to look like, because they didn't do the graphical overhaul for classic because it's classic. They want to keep it how it was. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at that and then compare it to World of Warcraft, uh, what is it right now? Battle for Azeroth, completely different. Orcs look different. Everything looks better. But I mean, the most beautiful MMO out right now is Final Fantasy fourteen. So, oh wow, that that is archaic. God damn. Yeah. Look at that WoW classic stuff. Yeah, there's a. You look at the orcs then and now, and the orcs look pretty rough. Show me gameplay. Yeah, they look a a lot better now. But for a long time, they did not have a graphical update. And a lot of people, like, it got to the point where they're just like, man, WoW looks like a piece of shit. Like, it was like 2010, <laughs> and we still had these old look. And mm-hmm. we were just like, god damn, like, can they not do something? <laughs> oh, well. So, but no, yeah, we got a more, I mean, we got a double trailer for Shadowlands. And uh, the one thing, there was another, what else did we get? We got more Ratchet and Clank uh, gameplay, which I'm going to pick that up. It looks really fun. That uh, looks a hundred times better than the original reveal trailer that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, they fixed the issue that they were having with the, uh, not dimension shifts, but I guess you can call that. Um, when he's like using the the whip to push. Yeah, the, to go through different dimensions go, and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that looks a hundred times better. The game in general just looks flawless. It looks super good. It's good. And it makes me want to play the original Ratchet and Clank because I dropped that out of like stupid fanboy anger. Cause I was just like, this, <laughs> this isn't my Ratchet. My Ratchet is a lot more oh, of a, yeah. a shit bag than this, mm-hmm. l- this pure boy. But, uh, he, he's got a little bit of attitude. He's got a little bit of attitude. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see the, the character development. <laughs> Well, I mean, this game looks fantastic, and it will be a launch title, which mm-hmm. is a direct, direct opposite of with Halo Infinite and all that shit. So. Big rip. It's fine. Yep. Uh, Dragon Age, like you said, I've never been really big into Dragon Age. I know a lot of people are. So we got it. Was it wasn't gameplay though? It was just first looking behind the scenes trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It figures. Uh, we found out that Star Wars fan don't want no Lego games. Hey, <laughs> fuck them. And I'm not saying that I'm excited for it either, because I'm not, but it, they're they're fucking Lego games. Like, 
They sell. They sell to kids. One, yeah. You can always sell them. That's going to be easy for me to pick up for my son and get him play, which he's been getting into a whole lot more video games, which I'm super excited about. So we've been bonding over that shit. Um, But no, Lego games are easy to sell to kids. And I can like pretend bond with him over Star Wars because now that I'm looking back, these movies are trash. But at least the Lego games are good. Man, like, I'm going to talk about it more in my week, but I have done a complete one freaking 80 on Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I will go into it, but... On both on both ends, or...? No, I'll go into it more once we get into weeks, so... Okay, that's fine. I don't really have any other games I really feel like talking about. You hit the five that I wanted. You got your Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War trailer, which we got to see how Ronald Reagan looked. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, so... I'm actually a really big fan of the campaign of Black Ops. I love the campaign. Yeah, of Black the Ops. campaigns are, and this is a direct sequel to Black Ops, which was like some of the best campaign. Yes, I think. yes, yes. Uh, I, I I liked Two's campaign. Two's campaign was really good as Ghost well. had a good campaign too. I disagree with that. But really, you, don't, you didn't yeah. like the stinger at the end and all that. I I didn't care for it. And you know what? Maybe I should go back and play it because. Call of Duty Ghost was my first Call of Duty that I played as a campaign. That's a that's a lie. That's a lie. I, that it was my fourth because I played the Modern Warfare series. I so. that was the only one that I remember. That's the only story I can remember when I think mm-hmm. about Call of Duty games. And I've not played many Call of Duty games at all, but I do remember that like the betrayal at the end and all that other shit. So I've I've got to revisit that, but. When I when I think of Call of Duty campaigns, the only campaigns that really stick out to me, one, I I think that Modern Warfare was done very very well, um, especially in Modern Warfare three at the end. Like I I love that fucking final fight, where yeah. where price where price is like my my war ends with you. I'm like oh fuck that's that's a deep fucking line. Yeah. Um, did you see this Solasta game or whatever it's called? I did. It's um, a D and D looking like kind of like Diablo game. I am getting to the point where I am not – I feel like there's an oversaturation with these D&D-inspired games, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, I mean, we had – didn't Baldur's Gate 3 come out? I don't think that Baldur's Gate 3 is out. If it is, then I missed the launch. <laughs> if it is, then I'm stopping this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Gate- sorry. I'm sorry. I got it confused. It wasn't Lego – fans it was sims fans don't want star wars in their game fuck them i don't give a shit what those little fucks have to say yeah there were some people talking shit on the star wars uh, they can get banged i don't sims give a 4. shit uh there's this uh what was this one save the post office as an adorable kiwi bird duo in k-way that was the one i was like i missed that one <laughs> <laughs> apparently I don't know what you're talking about yo pull uh, that up i gotta pull it up here it is it's called k-way it's a game all about saving post office as two adorable Kiwis named Jeff and Deborah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm not playing the audio or anything, but it just looks like... It's fine. It looks goofy. It looks goofy as shit. That that looks like a stupid little co-op game. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. Because you have to like type on shit as the Kiwi mm. and all that, so... That's dumb. But no, uh, besides that, I mean, we got our Fall Guys 2, or Fall Guys Season 2, uh, not spoiler, but like 
show off. And by the way, Joe, the lead designer of this game, looks like he's 16 years old. Like, <laughs> like he looks so fucking young. But uh, they were basically saying that they've listened to the community. They're, I mean, they're probably the one game, like, active Battle Royale right now that is actively listening to their community. Mm-hmm. Like, their Twitter is amazing. They just hired another person to help with the Twitter because they got so much shit going on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, some of the reveal we got reveals of new maps. We got reveals of new uh, costumes. It's all going to be medieval themed, and uh, one That's of the new cool. things. It, it looks like you have to scale a castle, and like everything's movable. So like, there's going to be a lot of people that are just trolling other people, moving shit around, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, but some people are like, oh, I want more, and I'm just like, do whatever, play the game. It's great. I love it. Yeah, no, that that game's fantastic. The costumes look great. The knight costumes look really good. There's like a bar a Viking one, which I'm really digging. I would love since this came out, I wish they would talk to Yacht Club Games. If to they get a start shovel knight. If they start doing like legit costumes, like this would be perfect for Shovel Knight. Yeah. So Oh that's but no. that's awesome. It looks so good. I'm I'm still so happy with Fall Guys, so mm-hmm. But that's it. That's it for Gamescom. That's probably the most, like, yeah, this one's going to be, I don't know if it's going to straight up be replacing E3, but, oh, we got some, uh, that was what I was excited about. We got some, uh, we, there was an interview with uh, one of the guys from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, or Pro, 1 and 2, the remakes, yes. and they got to, they showed off some of the game, and I'm like, that shit's looking real good. It looks like just like old Tony Hawk, but HD and looks good, and I'm mm-hmm. completely fine with that. I'm about it. So. I'm about it. I like it. But yeah, that's all we got for Gamescom. So that was fun. Cool. Let's uh, move over in two weeks. Yep. What have you been uh, up to, sir? I haven't done hardly shit this week, man. This was the first week of classes for me. Mm-hmm. And it. I haven't been in class at anything for probably... 2011 was my last class that I went to a college for. So nine years... It took some getting into, like, the groove of being, like, because it's, like, I only go to class three days a week, but I also have two other classes that I don't have a physical class for, and I almost forgot them this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just want to get zeros on my first week quizzes. That's what I want to (laughs) do. So, no, we got all that shit done. I've kind of got, like, a method down where I have to, like, what I've decided to do is designate a day of the week for each class, and then the night before work on like a quiz or reading assignment or homework for that class so i'm ready for the class the next day so since you're like a culinary major how do you do homework like is it like oh it's the stuff that we don't yeah so my classes are intro to baking Mm -hmm. uh intro to food prep or food production sanitation and safety and then i have two hospitality courses and the stuff there's so the in-class stuff is your lab, where you get graded on your lab participation and how you well you did in the lab. And then your homework is usually like, oh, answer these questions in the textbook, like, like how do you do a conversion of ounces to cups and, like, all this stuff. The one thing I found out is it is stupid that America is not on the metric system. <laughs> and... I am no longer just being like, oh, I'm going to level that out as a cup. I need a cup of this. I'm weighing everything from now on. Why Why you got to do that? You just got to make yourself super blue. Is that what it is? 
you gotta blue yourself <laughs> but uh no it's fun i'm i haven't gotten my chef coats yet because i ordered those last week and it, they're getting they get our names and the school logos embroidered on them so mm-hmm. they take a little bit longer so mine will say my first and last name on them and uh i'm waiting for my knife kit which i found out recently that the knife kit only comes with like one knife a thermometer a f- like a fish spatula and like maybe one other knife and i was like motherfuckers i paid like 300 dollars for this knife kit you guys better give me and then I that was better like, be nah. like a high-end like really i nice used chef's knife i used one of the second years i was in the cafe helping them out one l- during lunch mm-hmm. and i i used that knife and it's a good knife like it feels really really nice Okay. And I was just like, as he's, I was like, yeah, like, does it come with like a boning knife and a, a bread knife? He's like, no, it just comes with this knife. And I was like, what the fuck? So I guess I got a lot of upgrading I can do. And what's the bad thing is all the knives are the same for everybody. So like, you have to distinguish your knife from other people's. Get it. So what I'm gonna, I'm getting it engraved with the Gurren Lagan logo right Hell at the base yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, because no one, no one knows. They're like, that's a cool tattoo. I'm like, yep. They're like, what's it from? I'm like, I just thought of it. No, I tell them it's from an anime. (laughs) (laughs) But now classes are going all right. Uh, Like I said, I've gotten the groove down a little bit more. So now next week I'll be playing some games because I didn't play. I didn't play hardly anything. Right. It was really hard to start toggling because like while I'm at school, I technically still kind of like got to be ready for anything important that happens at work. Right. Because I, cause I do my classes from 8 in the morning until noon. So that was fun. And just kind of like feeling out the professor, professors and everybody else in my class. Like, you can't be just like, I can't talk to them like I talk to you on the first day of class. Right. They're going to be like, oh, this guy is mentally unstable. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I tried to sprinkle in some more fall guys. I did. I had two really rough days where I didn't get any wins whatsoever. So like that that hundred crown win might be taken like it's it's a process. My one buddy was like, maybe you should start it at ten. <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so, Savage. Uh, yeah. What there was? Oh, I got in and I almost I started watching videos about Pokemon Leaf Green and Fire Red speed runs. Okay. And I was like, that would be fun to do. And then I looked up what you have to do to before you even start the game. And I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> well, what do you have to do? You have to have two additional programs to run so that because in the beginning, if you're going the squirrel route, you have to get one of three. Uh, what do you, what do they call it? Not IV spreads, not not IV spreads, uh, natures. Okay. So like only three of the 27 natures are viable in a speed run. And then you got to get the IVs once you get those. So like there's some frame manipulation program that counts the frames and like you have to input the button input at a certain time to get the nature and kind of get the IVs that you want for the squirrel. Dude, cuz it gets to the point where cuz like they don't train any other Pokemon. It's literally using like X speeds, X accuracies, guard specs, and all that. It's setting up and then sweeping everybody is what it is. Okay. And if you get knocked out during the setup, you have to reset. So, yeah, because you don't have any other Pokemon. If you do, they're like level three, and you're at the elite four. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I said, "Fuck that shit! I don't want to do that anymore." <laughs> so, uh, but no, I do want to. I'm want. I'm gonna stream some more this week, and I'm probably I I want to do that Nuzlocke challenge since I finally got the leaf green. And uh, Nuzlocke should be pretty fun. I want to set some stuff up in the chat so like people can help name. I don't know what kind of like I could go with like rest. Like I said, the last time I did it, I picked porn stars. And then after I got halfway through the Nuzlocke, I had all my Pokemon different names. I was just like, man, I feel dirty. Like, Why? I didn't look up any of those porn stars names. I just knew them off the top of my head. And my oh. one friend's like, you know 30 <laughs> porn stars off the top of your head? I was like, I know like yeah. 50 porn stars off the top of my head. Bro, fucking, there was a... Uh... My, my ghastly was named Stoya. <laughs> good, good for her. Good for her. Nah, they, we had a we had a challenge in the barracks one time where we would just go up to random motherfuckers, and we were just like, "Yo, name name five porn stars off the top of your head," and we wanted to see like what was the most common, bro. The variety, the absolute yeah. variety mm-hmm. of these of these of these. Obviously, during the time that I was in, uh, Mia Khalifa was obviously on yeah. Top. She is not in that anymore. No, no, she is not. She's trying. I would also. I'm gonna get a little nasty, but like I wouldn't even rate her. Her videos are fine. Like nothing. Uh, I wouldn't put them high, but I like so like I like Bonnie Rotten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Christy Mack uh, kind of guy myself. So like Bonnie Rotten is the only white girl that does it for me, and she's yeah. on the extreme oh, yeah, you're, end. So yeah, you're, and you're 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 not really attractive to the white girls that much. So. But uh, skin diamond. I found honey, honey gold, honey gold, her. yo, honey gold, honey gold's my girl, man. She's, <laughs> honey gross. gold's my girl. <laughs> We're talking about this. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of Two Bears One Cave. That's Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer's podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I caught an older episode where they're talking about. I think they were talking about porn stars or something like that. And someone, oh no, someone asked them, like, name a black porn star. And if you can't name a black porn star off the top of your head, you're racist. <laughs> and and uh, so Bert asked Tom, and he's like, he goes, Honey Gold. And he goes, What about that one, uh, Diamond Jackson, or something like that? And I was like, What? He goes, Yeah, she blocked us. I was like, Why did they, why did she block them? She goes, They kept using a soundboard. Apparently, in one of her porns, and I apologize for people that are listening to this and you don't like to hear this stuff, so cut ahead. But she queefs during, <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, you got my pussy talking to you." <laughs> so they kept using that clip over and over again, and the fans of the show tried to like get her to be on the podcast with them. So she blocked them. <laughs> you can cut this out if it's too much, but this shit has me laughing every time I fucking hear it, dude. Oh, you got my pussy talking to you. <laughs> oh man this is youtube friendly this is fine (laughs) i have marked our videos as not for intended for children yeah 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 we're 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 good good with copa we're in the clear god damn (laughs) so diamond jackson's like the lisa ann for black porn stars just yeah, so she, oh she's, man, she's bad. She's bad. You as said fuck. Lisa Ann, and I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 
and then the last thing that I really did this week that I can really remember off the top of my head is me, uh, me and my wife started watching the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, after watching this, I probably won't watch the Lord of the Rings theatrical cuts. Like I have to watch the extended versions because they just the extended versions don't really impact the story that much. The story is pretty much the same, mm-hmm. like the beats. But it explains things, and it's like, because I could tell right off the top of my head, I was like, oh, this wasn't in the original. Oh, this is really nice to have in this because it explains why this is happening. Like, the main thing that I can think of is with Boromir and Faramir. Uh, in the beginning, but Boromir is the one that tries to betray the Fellowship and, like, take the ring for himself for Gondor and all that stuff. Yes. And in the, when you first see that, you're like, oh, he's a shitbag. Like, he's just a shitbag. Well, in the second movie, when Frodo and Sam meet Faramir, it goes into a backstory of Faramir, Boromir, and his father. And I'm just like, oh, shit, this is super cool. And I wish they wouldn't have cut this. Like, it's so good. And each, like, it says extended. Each of the movie, it only adds, like, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes to each movie. Yeah, but for those movies, that's a lot. Dude, there's, each movie is on two Blu-ray discs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, we got to, because the first part of the first one, we were, like, two hours in, and it's when Pippin says, where are we going, when they're talking about going to Mordor, that's when the first two hours cuts. That's in, like, the first 40 minutes of the theatrical version, <laughs> so. You know, yeah. I, I never saw the theatrical version. When I, when I saw The Lord of the Rings, I was stationed, I want to say, in MCRD San Diego, so that puts me at about 2012, and we we just downloaded the the fucking the Blu-rays, right. Right. Um, bro. Two days, two solid days of nothing but Lord of the Rings, just all fucking day, and there those are some of my favorite movies of all time. But bro, they, they are so long. They are, but in the in that that the Fellowship is the toughest one. Yes, because of the long, like the longevity of it, and they're just the first movie has to be the world set building. Up. Yeah. You have to set everything up. Yeah, there's a lot of lore in Lord of the Rings that the movies don't even touch on. I know, yeah, because I read the Fellowship of the Ring. I read the first book, and yeah. there is, bro, like I, I didn't know that it was a borderline fucking musical because fucking I, I don't remember <laughs> who fucking who wrote it, but like they uh, have, Tolkien. yeah. But he goes into, like, every single fucking song that they sing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And then, Oh, like... yeah, that's all about the Hobbits. The Hobbits are just a bunch of drunkard, fat motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, but, no, like, the Similarian, like, that... Because when I first watched the movie, I was like, Why is Gandalf now Gandalf the White? Like, did God let him come back? And then come to find out, like, Gandalf is in a human form... But he is a different entity altogether. He's not human. Mm-hmm. And it's, she's like one of the Mayir, Mayar, I believe. I don't, you're talking to the wrong person about the Similarian. But I was just like, when I was watching, I was like, why did that happen? Like, why didn't he die and all this other stuff? So, but we got through the Fellowship yesterday and we got through the Two Towers. The Two Towers is personally my favorite. I like the Two Towers the most. The music in Two Towers is a little bit better than the first one. I don't remember the third one that much because I only watched it like twice because I was so mad that there was 14 logical closure points to the end of that movie. 
that I was just like, why isn't this movie over? <laughs> but uh, we're probably my birthday is next weekend, so we're probably we're gonna that I looked it up. Return of the King is two hundred and fifty-two minutes for the extended version, so it's four hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, but I'm invested in it, and it makes me so mad that the I, they they should not have turned the Hobbit into three movies. Like the Hobbit is one book, right? It's not yeah. even that big of a book, and they just they were like, we need another trilogy. They, they Star Wars it. is getting big. They were milking it. Yeah, sadly, but the, I think The Hobbit would have been great as just a one movie, and I think there's probably like a fan cut where someone cut it all together, because uh, the best part is like when they start singing uh, Misty Mountain, like when the dwarves start singing that at the very beginning of the the first movie, because mm-hmm. that that song's so good. But no, I'm really enjoying it. I got there's a extended Blu-ray version or a, like a collector's edition. That was normally a hundred bucks on Best Buy, and we got it for sixty because it was on sale. So I paid twenty bucks for each movie. Crazy. So, but yeah, if I highly recommend that if you have not seen the Star or not Star Wars, but the Lord of the Rings movies, you should get the extended cuts and just be like, hey, I need twelve hours. I need half a day to watch all this shit and get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that note, I used to be like, fuck Lord of the Rings, Star Wars all the way. Star Wars was my trilogy. Lord of the Rings is shit. All that I have completely 180. I have lost all faith in Star Wars, and I'm like, you know what? Lord of the Rings is cool. I like medieval shit. I've started realizing like I like sci-fi stuff, but I also feel like throughout the years I did not give the medieval the medieval stuff its fair like share of my attention. And the Lord of the Rings is great. The Lord of the Rings has all that lore that I want. It has more shit that I could read up on if I want to. It has interesting characters. The relationship between Frodo and Sam is still questionable. Very homo homoerotic in my eyes. Like we were watching the two towers, and every time Frodo and Sam looked at each other, I would say, Oh, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> and, and Hallie would just look at me and be like, Will you stop? I'm like, they're so obviously gay for each other. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing, but I'm just like, man, you're beating it over the head with this shit, so it it was written but, in a different time, man. They couldn't just outright say it. Yeah, they could have. So, but no. And then also, I it's the Lord of the Rings made me start thinking. I played the Lord of the Rings PlayStation Two games when I was younger. Mm-hmm. The second one, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King are still really fucking good games. I'm gonna I withhold mean, judgment hacking... on that one. Movie I remember tie-in them games. Fun are usually like that's true but they still i looked up their scores recently and they're mm-hmm. still high 90s really yes like i so that's the one thing next this coming week i want to stream at least the two towers because it's like a hack and slash adventure game mm-hmm. where you play as gimli legolas or uh aragorn and you level them up and you learn different skills and all that stuff and i mean you it's so cool because you do the battle at helm's deep like, you're in the fight, just like they were in the movie. Right. Like, I'm going to play a ROM of it, like an ISO, because the picture quality is going to look real bad. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I actually have a way to play it. My PlayStation 2 is busted right now, and my PS3 is not backwards compatible, so I think I would have to get an ISO of it. I'm so. looking at it. Yeah, PS, the PS2 and GameCube versions are actually, like, quite 
highly rated so that's yeah. that's a surprise to me okay i remember them Fuck very it. fondly when i was a kid and i remember liking them a lot and i wanted to see if they hold up mm -hmm. and uh so i'm gonna play them and check them out this is just like this is gonna be the month of playing old games or like i mean tony hawk comes out on my birthday i'll be playing that so i really am just an old man that just wants to remaster all my games so i can play them every 10 years <laughs> nice uh, but other than that, I got some more lights like you did. I've got some up on my walls. I got some uh, – I got these TV ones. I think I talked about them on the last podcast, but I ordered some that go behind your TVs, and they're USB-powered. So they just plug right into the TV. Uh, That's I've got dope. some – you can kind of see it right now. Uh, yeah, sorry, you audio listeners. But, yeah, I just got it around there. And it they're supposed to, like – when you're watching stuff in the dark, it's supposed to like take some strain off of your eyes to where you can see the screen better. Mm -hmm. It just looks cool. That's what I like about them. They're like 13 bucks for a nine foot strand. So whatever. Right on. But other than Dreamcast, I was, yeah, I've been testing some Dreamcast stuff for the marathon on the 12th. Uh, other than that, that's all my week was really. Cool, cool, cool. I am still going strong with that stupid Sonic tier list bullshit that I'm building. Uh, we finished. Did you Sonic start streaming it on the Megavisions right. channel? So I was originally going to stream it on my own channel, but Scotty was right. just like, hey, can you cover down on Wednesday? I'm like, bet. I'll do it on Megavisions because it makes sense. Like, it's Sonic. I can do, yeah. I can do Sega stuff on Sonic uh, or on Megavisions. So I streamed Sonic Advance 2. Game Tracks actually came in. And pretty much sat through the entire playthrough, <laughs> which was pretty fucking dope because we were shooting the shit the entire time. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it, it was it was super cool. But goddamn, that game is hard. That game is the second so, one is the second one. Oh, bro, it's it's looking back because uh, Game Tracks and I on one of his streams we were bullshitting, and even in his Discord we were talking about it. And he was he was just like, yo, I can't. I can't with Sonic Advance 2. That game is way too fucking hard for me. And we were talking about the pitfalls. I'm like, yeah, Sky Canyon's got a, a few pitfalls here and there. But, I mean, like, it's it's still not as bad. And I started right after I beat Sky Canyon, which is, like, the fifth stage in the game. No, that that the, the, the difficulty just ramps fucking right up. Uh, <laughs> the bosses are fucking dumb. Sky Canyon specifically has one of the dumbest boss fights because... You're running. All the boss fights are uh, on foot, so you're running the entire time. And right. this boss is a giant wheel where either Knuckles or Eggman is in this cockpit, but he can only be hit on top, right? And then he's yeah. got another section where there's a laser, which two hits and it's gone, and then the, the floating hand. And what is the most infuriating thing about this boss fight is that in any Sonic game, in any platformer of a Sonic game, from what I've experienced, it is the only enemy that has a one-hit kill. Does not matter if you have rings. If it slaps you and gets you, like, close to dead center on your hitbox or your hurt box, you die. It just says, wow. fuck you. So I have to play so fucking cautiously because I don't understand the matchup. I don't understand... Uh, the matchup. Fuck you. Like I, I gotta, I gotta go in because I've seen people like speed run this fight and they get behind him, but they know like when to get behind him, when to jump out. I am not that familiar with the the mechanics of the hand, 
it is it is a very very intense fight and then it just it was like okay you thought that was that was that okay hold my fucking beer and then they bring in this one fight where eggman again can only be hit from on top you have to right. jump on these four platforms two of them spin the other two have spikes that pop up and then he shoots fucking laser balls at you <laughs> And I'm just, holy fucking shit. Let me live. Now. Then, third boss, after halfway, because I had already beaten the game halfway through. The first half of the game really isn't that hard. But, like, by the time you're getting close to the final stage, I think it's, like, the stage right before the gauntlet, so to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Eggman on this fucking tank. You have these gravity bullshits. So you had the floor down here, and then you have the ceiling, and you hit up or down if you want to switch between the floor and the ceiling. But, like, he'll jump around and then set fire to the entire ground. So you got to jump when he jumps. You got to jump right back. He'll throw fucking – he's got spike wheels. It's it's an intense fight. It's That difficult. fucking reminds me – I started playing the second episode of uh, Curse of the Moon 2. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first boss is the first boss from the previous episode, but mm -hmm. they uh, they change shit up. There's just like lighting the floor on fire, so you can't walk like normally beat him like you normally would. Yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this other shit. So, ah, uh, man, I've been getting through that, and that's it's 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 a tough game. It is a lot tougher than the first Curse of the Moon. Yeah, this this game. This game was super difficult. And then final stage is the big gauntlet where you have to fight every single fucking boss. The boss rush, yeah. And then you get to the big bad. The big bad in this game is so fucking easy. Like once <laughs> once you figure it out, because yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm just I'm sitting there with, with game tracks and he was just like, relax, this, this, this fight isn't all that bad. And then I realized, because so here's the way that it works out. You have this giant mech He's stationary. He's got these two fists that pop, like shoot out and punch you, and it only goes halfway screen. Okay. Then his mouth opens up and he's got this laser, right? So you have this spike ceiling and these three platforms that are rising up and down. So you have to get up on the platform and then hit him in the face while also making sure that you're not getting hit by a laser, by his hands, because he's always throwing hands and you want to be able to get up there. <laughs> Before you hit those goddamn spikes. Bro, the, the moment of epiphany hit me when I realized that he cannot hit you all the way in the back. There's no way because he doesn't have anything that homes in on you. So I just sat on the last platform, the furthest one away, spin dashed, and then right as it's rising, let go. And it hits him from across the street. And I'm like, that's it. I got you downloaded. It's over. It's as it's over. It's absolutely over. So Song Advance 2, hard as fuck, still my favorite advanced game because it's just the game has so much charm. The music is absolutely insane. The boss fights suck, but like it keeps you coming back for more. Like they're not poorly designed like the boss fights in Sonic Advance 1. You feel like you can fucking beat them. But they're hard as shit, and gotcha. that's that's the experience I, I that I enjoy. Song Advance Three, I started that. I beat the first stage. Complete opposite. I hate that fucking game. <laughs> I hate that game. It's so boring. 
Is that like, the one that they brought cheese, cheese, or whatever? What's the, uh, the, not the chow cream? and the one girl? Cream. So cool. Cream was in Sonic Advance 2, and she's okay. one of the, the characters that you can play and unlock and do whatever. In Sonic Advance 3, the entire gimmick is partners. So when you first start the game, you start off with Sonic and Tails. And right. what you can do is that if you hold down the R button, you can do special moves depending on who's the leader and who's following. So if you play in Sonic and Tails where Sonic is the leader, you hold the R button, you can do a super jump. Now, the super jump is not invulnerable. You're not spinning like a ball. You just get launched up in the air. Um, gotcha. Borderline useless. Like I, I can't, I, like, I haven't found a use for it yet. I guess finding chows, because you have to find nine chows within the the overworld. And I think after you do so, you can get to the special stage, which gets you an emerald and try to get supersonic. I don't give a shit about that. Uh, I'm just trying to play through the stages on their own and just right. enjoy the game on its own merits. But the first world, I think that they were trying to replicate the feeling of City Escape by gotcha. making the first stage like industrial or like daytime city type shit. Yeah. It is super flat. There's there's not a lot going on. It's just like here's a pipe that you're running through and there's the background of the city. And it's just like okay, cool. Sure. Sure. Like I did, when I look at the stuff that's in Sonic Advance 2, like there's there's like shrubs and fucking like if I'm in the lava level, there's like steam rising from the lava and shit like yeah. that. And there's the a lot of detail put in there. The aesthetics are just not there for Sonic Advance 3. And I feel like that's what's missing. I feel like it's wide open spaces and I don't particularly care for that. Two, the bosses in Sonic Advance 3 are, are dumb so far. I haven't enjoyed it. But I've only played the first stage, so we'll see where we go from there. Okay. I watched a little bit of High Score. Oh, High yeah, score. I watched two episodes. Yeah, so I watched the first two episodes as well. It is good. Is that It's it's very good, actually. Yeah. I I feel, however, I feel like I've seen these episodes before in other media. Yeah. They are covering a lot of the same things that a lot of other gaming historian YouTubers, like the gaming historian, has covered yeah. before. So it's nothing new for me. But the high production value does make it better. I I am excited to go over the the RPG episode and the fighting game episode. I caught some of that one. Yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I've only caught the first two episodes as well. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I don't I don't really have anything to say beyond that. Like I've the the first episode covered stuff like Atari and Space Invaders and how like the entire the Atari thing crash. Got, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the second episode is dedicated to just the NES, which I thought was really cool. Um, but I, I feel like they could have done more and stepped into more. But I mean, for what it is, it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> I love how those me. guys dropped out of MIT to yeah, 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 yeah. video games. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit and was made money, man. Mm -hmm. They made so much money, like a quarter of a million dollars off of their first one. I think they made that in like three months. And then won a lawsuit against Atari. One, <laughs> uh, they said they won. They really settled. But regardless, it's it's still that shit was cool. Uh, the lawyer that they brought in, I think his name was like Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The homage to him and naming him after 
or naming Kirby after the lawyer, I thought was well. No, no, that was cool. with Nintendo because Nintendo was getting sued because of Donkey. Kong. Yes, I got I got it mixed up. Yes, yes, yes. And then the lawyer was Jack Kirby, and then they named Kirby after him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you. Uh, no, I I think it's good, but it's not necessarily for me. I'm gonna watch it because I I want to you know watch yeah. stuff about video it's games, solid, but it's it's good. It's good information for people who don't know. It just makes I, me miss the eighties eighties uh, Tokyo in Japan. Is what mm, it makes me miss. <laughs> I what I really want to see is the adaptation to console wars. I think that that yeah. is going to be way more. Well, there's cutthroat stuff and mm-hmm. yeah. That shit, that shit's gonna be dope. Yeah, we were supposed to get something for that for South by South or ACL or something. They were gonna show that off, and then COVID happened. I think because I think Diggy yeah. was going down to see stuff about it. That that boy's a madman. That he, the, the tickets for fucking South by Southwest. Oh yeah, there's twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, South by Southwest, and I think ACL South by Southwest is the one during the summer, and then ACL is the one during the uh, fall. And uh, they're both just fucking humongous. I have been in Austin when those are going on, and mm-hmm. it is ridiculous to try and get anywhere. Usually yeah. my hotel is like maybe a five-minute drive from uh, the home office, maybe 10. Sometimes I've sat in traffic for 45 minutes to an hour just getting back to my hotel if it's South by Southwest and all that shit. So it's pretty rough. But no, uh, there were two things I forgot to talk about in, uh, there was one thing we forgot to, we forgot to talk about the Doom Eternal DLC. Oh, yes. I still haven't beaten Doom Eternal, so this is really more of up your alley. Yeah, uh, so it's not Mick Gordon doing the music, but there is a guy, I forgot what his name was, I'd have to look him up on Twitter. Uh, he's doing the music, and it doesn't sound bad. It's not, of course, Mick Gordon, but, you know, whatever. Let's see what this guy can do. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... I think the premise of it is you have to f- kill these old gods. That's what it's called. It's called the old gods. It's uh, the first DLC. And uh, the biggest thing was two marauders show up at the end of the DLC mm-hmm. or the the trailer. And I'm just like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that fight is going to be so bad. It's going to suck. I was just thinking as I was watching the trailer, and I, I didn't think that the trailer was super memorable or anything, but, like, I was watching it. I was hoping that they were going to show you in a mech, because I remember that being, like, one of your biggest complaints. And we I didn't see it. We didn't see it, so maybe it's in there. A surprise. But to cock-tease me with all these big mechs, mm-hmm. and then I don't get in one, to fight the thing that is a size of a mech... It put a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth, so. But and then the other thing I wanted to bring up, I got my new monitor in. That's why the whole setup looks so. Different. How do you like it? This thing is fucking dope. I cannot believe I did not get a curved monitor. It's not even so much the curve is nice, but it's the it's the hundred and sixty hertz or the hundred and forty four hertz refresh rate that I'm just like, oh, this looks great. I was playing Monster Hunter and I was playing uh, Fall Guys and I was like. Oh, this looks real good. I like this. <laughs> and what's great is like it comes with a stand. Like the stand it comes with is 180 degrees adjustable from left mm-hmm. to right. It tilts up and down, and then it also moves up and down to a certain amount of height. So it like you don't. I didn't have to buy another ergonomical arm for my desk. 
It's just sitting on my desk, and it's great. It is a little pricey. Like, I paid $450 for it. But it's a 32-inch monitor. It's It took me half a day to be like, how the fuck am I going to organize all this now? Because <laughs> I didn't want to... I can't, I can't drop a monitor. That's crazy talk. So, like... <laughs> the one that was flickering... So, it was just coincidental that the one that was flickering and I feel like it was going out was also on the arm that was broken that wouldn't mm-hmm. stay up by itself. So, I just removed that off of the desk and put that in the garage. But everything else looks fucking great. I love this. This monitor is very, very good. I'm still tweaking around with it. I do kind of wish... I know it's a monitor, so it wouldn't come with a remote. But with so much stuff that you have to do in there, I feel like a remote would be nice instead of having to hit the buttons and all that stuff. Very minor things. But no, so far I haven't had any problems with it, and we'll see how it goes. I've tested Doom Eternal on it. It looks fucking beautiful. So highly recommend getting yourself a, and I hate the name, but getting yourself a gaming monitor. Mm-hmm. So That's going to uh, be my next upgrade because I've had this this one little shit monitor since like 2011. You can get there's also I think Asus has some that are like two hundred dollars and their mm-hmm. refresh rate is like one twenty but they're not so this is uh, the default is fourteen forty but the ones that Asus have those smaller ones are going to be like nineteen by or they're going to be ten eighty they don't go up to fourteen forty this one goes up to fourteen forty p and it's it's really nice I'm really liking it so I mean one of the reasons I got it is because I had the Best Buy credit card so I got that shit on twelve month financing so. That's one of the reasons why I got it. I've also been looking into... I don't need a new PC, but I've just been looking just in case. Because my graphics card's a 1080. It's kind of old in technology world. Like, I have, I've had it at least five years, I would say. Mm-hmm. No, not five. I've had it... I think it's been around for about five years. And I think I've had it for, like, three. But I was, like, looking. I was like, you know what? If I do upgrade and make an, uh, build a new computer, I think I'm just going to do it on N- NZXT. Like, that one streaming rig that they have for $1,500 is exactly everything that I would want. So, but, I don't know what's in that one. Uh, it's just got, like, a 2070 uh, in it. It's got a, uh, a Ryzen 7 in it. It's AMD-based. So, I know for a fact my next PC will be AMD-based. I'm going to okay. try and move away from Intel just to kind of test it. But that's, like, not even within... I, I don't expect needing a PC in the next year. So shit in a year shit can change right like with technology wise and all that but i was just looking at him i was like man the i'm a sucker for those finances man because you can get a financing with that through a firm for like 130 dollars a month and you That's get this bad. pc and i was just like but once you once you start doing all these financing and then god forbid something happens to where you're injured or you just lose your job because it's covid mm-hmm. uh then you're fucked so yeah <laughs> Then yeah. your credit's about to get demolished. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I've fought too long to get my credit to where it's at right now. So, but no, those look pretty good. And I'm very happy. I would not, and I see what you were talking about. I would not own more than one curved monitor. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Unless, the only thing I think of is if you were doing a spread, and I saw this when I was checking the monitor out. Uh, a lot of people were doing those big racing simulator gigs that they've... Uh, Mm-hmm. They have those because you need to be like all around you, like yes. 180. And those yes. are really good, especially because somebody had three of these connected. And those are really good for that. But for what I do, 
I don't need more than that. 32 inch. I've never had a 32 inch monitor. This thing is fucking nice. Yeah. Cause like I could, if I want, cause like right now it's pretty eye level, but if I wanted to play like looking up like this, the monitor goes up that high. Like the stand goes up pretty high. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. It's a, it's a very well adjustable stand. It's got two HDMI ports on it. So I can actually right now what I have, I have my main computer connected to it. And then I had my laptop connected to it too. So that way I could switch over. But then I realized I want to play my systems on this monitor now too. So mm-hmm. I changed the output, and now I played my PS4 on it the other night, and I was like, "Whoo, buddy, man, that thing looks fucking nice." So, and then Pokemon uh, Leaf Green looked great too. So, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've been looking at a, an upgrade for my monitor as well. So, um, I would highly recommend this one. Uh, it, it showed up a day early. Uh, super easy to set up. It comes with. It came with an HDMI cable, a display cable, but I don't like display cables because remember when my computer was fucking up and I couldn't get it to boot? Mm-hmm. It's because of a fucking display cable. Oh, shit. Yeah. I never knew that a cable could prevent your PC from starting up. Neither did I. And after researching it for a day and a half, I unplugged it and then it boots up just fine. But And then it came with another cable that looked like a printer cable. You know those weird outputs for the printer? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was for, though, but no, it's great. I like being able to switch between because I have so much stuff that I'm like, like, I want to play games over here in stream so I can switch that. So that's it's really nice for the outputs and all that stuff. So. <clears throat> all right. So let's grab go into our news. So the first thing that we have on the news is we have some new details on the Switch Pro. So a long-awaited hardware upgrade to the Nintendo Switch could be less than a year away. The hybrid console is a living proof that portability, affordability, and classic franchises can go just as far as cutting-edge graphics. The Switch, the Switch has taken the, uh, the world by storm, selling more than 61 million units since its March 2017 release, and has become so popular that, popular that there's currently an ongoing Switch shortage, even as Nintendo released a handheld-only version of the console in 2019. Now chatter about a uh, souped-up Switch has re-emerged, and it could be exactly what gamers have long been hoping for. While Nintendo has yet to say a word about its plans for a gaming system, fans have been calling this rumored upgrade uh, the Switch's... I'm sorry, the Nintendo Switch Pro, ever since initial reports about the alleged console update were first published in 2019. If Nintendo itself is to, uh, is to be believed, there won't be any new Switch hardware in 2020. In a financial note published in late January, the company wrote, Please note that we have no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model during 2020. Uh, That said, the Nintendo Switch 2 could launch in early 2021. Citing a Taipei-based report out of the Economic Daily News, the Edge Markets reports that a new version of Nintendo's popular hybrid console could arrive by early next year. Uh, That was quickly followed up by a Bloomberg report that suggests that the new Switch could arrive next year complete with 4K support and an expansive new games lineup. While there's no official price set for Nintendo's next Switch, it seems safe to assume it'll cost more than $299 for the base model and certainly more than the $199 that the Nintendo Switch Lite was. In an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Japan-based games consultant Sirkan Toto predicts that the Switch Pro will cost around $399. 
the switches the switch pros rumored specs have varied based on di uh, different reports which some with some claiming that the next switch will be a modest upgrade and others hinting at a significant power boost for the nintendo's console uh, a sketchy now deleted 4chan post via inverse suggests some major changes including a custom nvidia tegra xavier processor a 64 gigabyte solid state drive 4k video support and two usb-c ports this point also claimed that the Switch Pro would be a TV-only console and won't be playable in portable mode. However, a forum post on Korean website Klien uh, via Tech Radar suggests that the next Switch might not be a huge generational leap. The poster claims that Nintendo is working with NVIDIA on a custom Tegra processor based on NVIDIA's Volta architecture and won't include the, T the Tegra X1 Plus chip that many had expected the console to feature. As a result, 4K support may not be feasible for the Switch Pro. Uh, it's it's now becoming a reality. Like, I mean, yeah, we knew a more powerful version was coming. Mm -hmm. It was because the thing is, is that as as we got closer to PS5 and Xbox One, the Switch's viability um, mm -hmm. to be able to pull over games that are considered to be next generational was slowly losing its grip mm -hmm. like yes the switch can play doom is the switch going to be able to play something along the lines and it's definitely not going to because it's like owned by playstation but would would the switch be able to play ratchet and clank rips apart yeah. no way yeah no, no way it would so this upgrade could be a saving grace for the switch but that said, like, it kind of falls into the same trap that the 3DS fell into. Yeah. When exactly. it released the new 3DS. And there's only a handful of titles that are exclusive to the new 3DS. And what I would be worried about is that if they went that route and said that, hey, we have certain next-gen titles that are specifically for the Switch Pro. Um, that would suck. That That would suck. Because uh, that's not, a, I don't think they would do that though. I, they have to catch up in one way or another. Like when the Switch came out, it came out halfway through the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah. And it was keeping up with games that were coming out on the Xbox One and PS4. Now we're taking that next step. Switch is not going to be able to piggyback off of what's coming out on those platforms, it's just not going to happen. And so as a result, like I can see them either doing Switch Pro or flat out going Switch 2, like in all honesty, missing the holiday season. I I don't necessarily know if it's a smart idea, but I get it. Like it's the the market during this holiday season is already going to be saturated between Sony and Microsoft. Give them a little bit of breathing room by coming out with something in Q1. And pick up some sales on there. I'm just worried if that they go the Switch Pro route, that could possibly pull in games that are PS5, Xbox One comparable. That we don't run into something along the lines of like when Hyrule Warriors got ported over to the 3DS. And yeah. it ran fine on the new 3DS hardware. But if you had an older 3DS, the frame rates would like plummet. Like, that's one of the bad. only games I know that has two different scores depending on what hardware you're playing on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I think, like, IGN gave the game a 9, 
but it was just like, oh, you're playing on original hardware? Here's a fucking four. Like, the game ran like shit. I mean, because so, those, those, uh, the Nintendo DSs were already at, like, 480p. So, like, then giving it a terrible frame rate, you're just like, this is unplayable almost. Yeah. So, I don't know. We will, we'll see. I do not believe this fucking 4chan post. Now. At all. There's, there's no way. No way. 4chan video support. What was that thing that we were talking about? It was it was months ago that it was going to be called the Switch Killer, where it was basically a, it was basically a PC that looked just like. Oh a yeah yeah yeah. I, I was it Alienware. I feel like it was Maybe. Alienware that that Let's came out up. with that thing. Uh, I don't know if Alienware. anything ever came from that or if that was just like a prototype. Like, I think hey, it was a prototype we're... first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alienware turned in, turned a gaming PC into a Nintendo Switch. Oh, it was at CES 2020. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, so it was earlier the this concept, year. The concept, the UFO. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked cool. I wonder if they got slapped with a cease and desist. Because, like, this is obviously just copying everything on the Switch. Oh, game. yeah, that that's Super Switch. Look at that fucking controller! Yeah, that's the one that the thing slide into. <laughs> that's rough. But, that's to be crazy. honest with you, I would totally, if this came out, I'd be like, I'm fucking buying one of those. Like that's it's just like a laptop, but it's specifically for games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it looks cool. I would buy one. Also, like I'd buy one just because they're probably never gonna get mass produced. So <laughs> just to yeah. have be like, hey, look at my cool ass PC that looks like a Switch. They fucked up on that. I mean, they've they've got a, a lot of similar things, especially in China. Um, oh God, the knockoffs. <laughs> I mean, say what you will. Some of them do run some beefy fucking apps. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are pretty cool, so I'm not I'm not gonna lie. They they have a shit battery life, but yeah, you know. Well, speaking now, of China, well, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of China, uh, Call of Duty replaced uh, Call of Duty trailer replaced worldwide over Tiananmen Square footage. The debut trailer for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been blocked in China and subsequently edited everywhere else after featuring around one second's worth of footage of the communist government's crackdown on pro-democracy protesters in 1989. When the game was first announced last week, the trailer running for two minutes and two seconds was released to the world and hosted an official Call of Duty and Xbox YouTube pages, along with major trailer sites like IGN and GameSpot. On August 21st, however, the videos on Call of Duty and Xbox's YouTube pages were replaced with a much shorter one-minute version. This is not an additional trailer, it is a replacement, and as the original two minutes and two second video that Kotaku had embedded on their own story is no longer working, they have been marked as private. Nobody really noticed the switch when it took place, but Hong Kong News site Apple Daily and South China Morning Post posted out or pointed out that it was definitely noticed in China, where the original trailer was swiftly blocked. It has since been replaced with the edited version, and a lot of people recognized the Tiananmen Square footage and began commenting it about it online. The footage in question can be seen at a minute and five, the part of the longer montage showing various other historical examples of civil unrest in the 1980s, with a group of students attacking an armored vehicle. This is not the first time Call of Duty's content has attracted the attention of Chinese censors. Back in 2018, Black Ops 2 was banned from internet cafes when government officials realized the game featured the bombing of a Chinese city. Uh, this this so is the, another... Go ahead. The first thing I want to say is, like, China reminds me of that kid growing up 
that would sit there and make fun of other people and deal with like, you know, fuck with other people. But the minute they got in trouble or like they got fucked with, they were running to like the teacher or something like that and be like, stop messing with me and all this other stuff. Like they mm-hmm. can't handle the shit. Like anything that makes them look, it's like, dude, you're not going to make us forget about what happened. Like you're just not, that's not how it's going to happen. They're trying their hardest. Like to be like, Oh, that wasn't us. Well, it's all about controlling the narrative, and it's working. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, in China it is, yeah. Well, it's obviously working elsewhere because Activision took it down and reposted it elsewhere because they want that yeah. sweet Chinese money. And, like, from from it's a business sad. standpoint, yeah, okay. Okay. And, I like, I don't, I don't put any fucking stock or feeling behind that. Like, okay, fucking shitbag. But it's... This For is a, it's not even a second of footage. Mm, no, I I just every single time like there is there is so much good like I'm gonna be absolutely frank and real with you. There is so much good shit coming out of China from like smaller indie developers or even mm. just like regular ass people like yeah, the Wukong game. I, I mean, yeah, the Wukong is good, but I mean, like even beyond like just video games like. They're hardworking motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're going to work. They're doing their thing. Like, everything that I say, everything that we say is not against those people. It's about the shitty business practices, or not really and business the, practices, the but the political climate that the, the Chinese government is producing. Mm-hmm. And they have the advantage. They can go ahead and do that shit. And well, that's, it's other like countries are... Vi- go ahead. I'm sorry. Other countries are not doing enough to call them out on their bullshit. Because not of like that because of the money, because of the money. Like Australia is starting to do it because they realize that they have a huge fucking problem. They have a large presence of not only Chinese nationals but like Chinese government officials. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's a big deal over there, and China has been buying up property and buying up property and buying up property in Australia, and they realize like no, this this is getting bad. We need to start pushing back because if it gets to the point where they have. The, the majority, majority of the industry, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? It's so, going to become exactly what it is in the mainland. I I don't have a problem. Like, on record, I don't have a problem necessarily with Chinese expansionism. expansionism. I don't. Like, the U.S. is done. The U.S.'s time in the spotlight is over. Like, we called this shit out in 2009, 2010 with the roadmap of the world 2025. I know I'm going into, like, super political shit, but it is what it is. Like... China and India are the fucking future. Like, Brazil, if they get their shit together, is the fucking future. The U.S. has to share the stage, and we're going to go down to, you know, top economy, down to, like, the third highest economy, if that. Because even I some mean, of, right now. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's a free fall. But uh, it, it is what it is. It, the only issue that I have is that with China making these power grab moves— they're trying to shape the world in their own image mm-hmm. where they control everything. And that that just doesn't fucking fly with me. Go no. ahead. Have your money. Have your business. Be successful. That's okay with me. I'm okay with Beijing being the next New York City or Shanghai being the next New York City. I'm cool with it. But don't fucking tell the rest of the world what the fuck to do or when we point out all the shitty things that you have done or your country has done. Own them. Own them. We have to own ours. 
We see it every single fucking day with these, with the cops and Black Lives Matter and all this other bullshit, which we're about to fucking go into. So I'm just, that's, yeah. that's my soapbox. That's my fucking soapbox on that shit. It, it yeah, is. I mean, I was going to say, too, this goes into what we're about to talk, to talk about, too. Whenever we talk about, like, oh, fuck Activision Blizzard or fuck Ubisoft and fuck Bethesda, we don't. We mean the people that run those companies that are making mm. the major decisions that are fucking people over. We don't Marketing. say like, yeah, like we're not saying like, oh, well, fuck Rob over in fucking level design. He's a punk ass bitch. Like, that's not <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> like, we're talking about the corporations. The I mean. Yeah, let's just get into it. I'll we'll switch over to the next one. So, of course, Ubisoft is in the news and it's not about the Scott Pilgrim remake. God damn it. Or not remake, but just release. So, Ubisoft to remove image of raised black fist from Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Uh, Ubisoft is apologizing to fans after a video showing the opening sequence for Tom Clancy's Elite Squad showed images of a raised black fist, which critics said was insensitive and appeared to connect to the Black Lives Matter movement to a fictional terrorist organization in the game. Uh, the game's opening sequence shows Umbra, an anarchist group with, uh, which the narrative explains is taking advantage of escalating civil unrest to generate more chaos and weaken governments. The black raised fist image was associated with Umbra. After the video was uploaded, several fans criticized how the imagery, including the fist, appeared to cast the Black Lives, La black Lives Matter movement as a terrorist group. One Twitter user who is a senior programmer at Massive Entertainment, a studio owned by Ubisoft, tweeted that the video was gross and extremely disrespectful. Ubisoft said in its apology that the imagery in Tom Clancy's Elite Squad's opening was insensitive and harmful in both its inclusion and how it was portrayed. The publisher promised that the imagery would be removed in the next game's, ne in the next, game's next update, which is September 1st for Android and as soon as possible for iOS. Since June, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft has been under scrutiny for its toxic work culture, which allegedly spanned more than, spans more than uh, a decade. In July, Ubisoft's CEO announced that the company was making several changes, which included several high-profile staff departures, tying bonuses to team leads based on their ability to create a positive and inclusive work environment. Who sat there? Who thought this was a good idea? Who sat there for the last six months? Watching these boys put this shit together and and said, good to go. That's great. That, 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 mm, mm. Cause it's so, right, it's right here. Like I'm, I've paused it for people that are watching here. It's like, really? Come the fuck on, man. Fucking one, one of my boys in another, in another server tagged me in this shit. And he was just like, you need to fucking see this. I saw Twitter was going crazy about it, and I was watching it, and I was just like, everyone's like, dude, what the fuck with this trailer? I'm like, yeah, man, this trailer kind of fucking sucks. And then I saw what it was about. I was like, oh, no, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they either I, I got I to know, like, who is on their development team and who is, like, so – what's the fucking word I'm looking for? So blind, so, like – like you're, you have to like be living under a rock for the last year to come out with a trailer like that and think that it's okay. One of two things happened here. Either one, the first one, like we said, just complete idiocracy, mm -hmm. just no touch. Or two, it was deliberate, and they were gonna see if they could get away with it. Something deliberate is like one or two people 
getting together and like making a joke. This is like a team of at least 25 people. And I'm you're saying, saying all 25 people, bro. I, I We've seen all the crazy. other allegations from Ubisoft. Yeah, I guess. Fuck it. This it's just all it's just all together. But I don't That's know. That's fucked man. up. Just don't like it's so like and people can be like, "Well, it's just it's just a fish and it happens to be colored black." Not in this time. Not this no. time. Not this no, time. You, you no. know what it is. You, you knew know you is. knew what it was. You knew what this was. You knew what I was talking about. That's one of my mm. favorite. Fa anyone that ever says that is like, you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. That's why I asked, what the fuck did you mean? That shit's wild. This is stupid. It just shows the incompetence that Ubisoft still has. Like, like, come on, man. You're already in the spotlight for all the shitty things. Wouldn't you be fine tuned, like, fine combing everything and, like, looking at everything with a fucking magnifying glass to make sure be like, hey, we're already like fucked in the public eye. Let's not pay make people hate us even more. No, more. It's because make it, make they don't bigger. care. Make because guess what? Bigger. Guess what? This gives Ubisoft more publicity. Because even bad publicity is good it's publicity. It's good publicity. Yeah. No such thing it's... as bad publicity. No. I mean, what was it? It was, it was like with Ross O'Donovan and the Burger King stuff. Like, if that shit just kind of, like... And I don't fault Ross for doing anything that he did. I would have done the exact same situation. But it brought more spotlight on that shit. So it was like... They got more publicity for it. Granted, it's shitty publicity, and hopefully people t did the right decision after seeing that shit brought to light. But it's still mm -hmm. like, they got the advertising that they fucking wanted. So, it's just... Uh, the marketing world is... I thought about going into the marketing world at one point because I wanted to be a graphic designer. And uh, I, I saw what it was like early on in my first semester of college. And I said, fuck that. I am done with that shit. I am not going into that. Mm -mm. It is a it's it's because marketing and uh, not accounting, but I would say marketing and just the corporate world in general go hand in hand together. And there are just so many motherfuckers that are out for themselves. It is ridiculous. Like here, here's the, here's here's my issue, and it, it, it this is why I'm just like this issue, This problem goes so much deeper because it wasn't just a bunch of developers that got together and said, "Let's make this trailer," and you know, shoot it out there. And it was like marketing research. Like yeah. there are people within their de marketing department who are researching every single fucking day watching like what the their target demographic social is into media. is posting about what their social media says what people are buying what people are commenting most about and you see everything that's been going on for the last eight months at the very bare minimum with the civil unrest with the the pushback against the cops and then you come out with a fucking trailer like that and you think it's okay you fucking idiots is what you guys are <laughs> Uh, and I, you know what? I also feel like there were probably some people on the team. There might have been a couple people that were like, hey, uh, we probably shouldn't put this out. And then other people, like the higher ups on the team, or even maybe Ubisoft, were just like, fuck it, get it out. You know what? If that's what happened, then they are just as equally in the wrong. Yes. 100%. Like, I get it, NDA, whatever. In some cases, in some cases, Hear what I'm saying in this, okay? okay? In some cases, 
Silence is consent. And if you're not fucking saying something about this, then you didn't think it was bad enough to let that shit rock. You Instead didn't give anybody silence that. is consent. Silence is just as bad as doing the bad thing. How about we say it that way a little bit better? Jesus fucking Christ, Chris. God damn it, man. Look, you just like one of the Atari fanboys and now everybody else is to hate you, right? Is that what it is? That that's why I prefaced it. You can find Chris on Twitch slash <laughs> Where he'll be playing every Atari game ever created. <laughs> Bro, I just got the Atari bundle. You're the good. Atari what was box? It like four cents? <laughs> oh, bro. I think I spent like $7 or $6 on a seven dollars. $7. Oh, man. Uh, no, that's shitty. It's just like... Oh, man. it's It wouldn't be a week with news without a company doing something shitty, right? That's like the majority of the shit that we talk about nowadays. Like there's we don't get to talk about cool shit anymore. No, the world's on fire and that's what we're going to do, all right? So Did you see that uh Amazon's going to be the, about to be the first company to ever make a become a trillion dollar company? Yeah. And they've not paid taxes? Yeah. Ask they the have question employees. why. They have employees on welfare and mm-hmm. all this other shit. That that shit Boggles my fucking mind. America, fuck it. <laughs> fucking trash. Oh, man. What's crazy is we're gonna live through the time where we, where the America is no longer the America that it was. We're in that transitional period where we might not see it. We're we're probably gonna see like the tail end of it happening because we're old. But mm-hmm. we're gonna live through that, being like America is not the greatest country in the America hasn't been the greatest country in the world in fucking decades. I think it, what was it, uh, Jeff Daniels on, did you, did you ever watch the show The Newsroom? I think so. Jeff Daniels is that Australian fucker, right? No, Jeff Daniels is, did you ever watch Dumb and Dumber? No. Well, he's the not Jim Carrey guy. And, okay. Uh, but he's like, I don't, I forget what it is. I'd have to look it up. But the clip's great because they're at like a college and they're answering questions. And someone was like, why do you think America is the greatest country in the world? And he goes into he burns America so well. He goes, you know the three things that were the most were number one in? He goes, incarcerated people per capita. And then like he goes into all this other shit. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's one of the best clips. If you just look up like the newsroom rant, yes. you'll probably find it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I have seen that. Yes. It's super fucking good. So I've been listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine. By the way, did you know Run the Jewels was going to be the opener for the Rage Tour? Yes. I didn't know that, and now I'm even more fucking pissed off that 2020 kicked us in the fucking balls. I I mean, Run the Jewels and Zach De La Roca. Yeah. I mean, they've been collaborating for Years. a very, very long time now. Yeah. I want to say that Zach De La Roca was on the original tour that run the jewels did where at first it was just lp and killer mike getting together and then at the end of the show they did some songs from their first run the jewels album and then zach de la roca just started fucking showing up could you imagine that concert bro what i want to see yeah one yes that concert would be absolutely fucking insane but i would want to see a i guess a side project of just an entire album of LP Killer Mike Zach Delaroca. 
Because you get every album, you get like one or two songs. Like on this one, you had uh, what was it? Uh, on this something. album, it was um, it wasn't. I know the lyrics. I can't think of the name of the song. Right. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Push. <laughs> I think it's push. Push. Um. No, just. Just. just is the, yeah. Uh... They just had a. They just had a video come out for it. So. Hmm. But no, that one's really good. There was another one. It's called like Run or something like that. It's off an older album that they did. But uh, I saw that one. Zach Delaroca is on that one too. Yeah, he. I mean, Zach Delaroca is a crazy fucking L, uh, MC. Like, yeah, he, he's crazy good. He's also uh, like for, everyone was like, "What happened to Rage?" It's like, no, Rage is still around. Zach's still like fighting for shit. You guys mm-hmm. just don't see it because he's like not in the limelight anymore. Or I'll, I don't even know if he's. Is he allowed in the United States? Like, I never see him in the U.S. I mean, if he was doing a tour in the United States, he would have to be allowed in the United States. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So. But I don't my, know. There, and, was, there was times, especially when Bush was oh, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I feel like, yo, Delarico went, went to, like, down south for Cuba. a while. <laughs> yeah. He went away for a little bit and be like, yo, no, I'm not about to catch his heat. We got to lay down. I love um, it, too. I talked about it, too, where someone insult- was talking about, like, because Tom Morello had a fuck Trump on his guitar. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, oh, I love it when musicians try to get all political. And he was like, well, I fucking have a Harvard degree in politicals, in politics. So how about you go fuck you? Even even beyond that, like, the, it's Tom Morello. Like, <laughs> months, like a few months ago, like people were just realizing that Rage Against the Machine was a super political left wing. That is my old and man. I'm just where like, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? What have you? Do you just listen to the music and bob your head? Like, do you not ingest what's being said to you? Sadly, people. Some people don't. Oh, uh, that they shit's don't. They hear music, crazy. but they don't listen to music. That shit boggles my. I still brain. remember as a teenager where I started, like, I went from list, hearing music and being like, oh, I like this song, it's got a good beat and all that, to listening to lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, holy shit, like, this is a whole new... And then, like, I got into that phase of, like, listening to music without lyrics and could still hear and paint the story. I was listening, I think it was a Metallica song or something like that when I was growing up, and there was no music, or there was no, uh, there was no lyrics. And my mom was just like, how can you listen to this? They're not saying anything. And, I, and at that point, I was like, I think I'm a little bit smarter than my mother. So, <laughs> it's like, maybe not so much smarter. No, I know I'm smarter than my mother. But just like maybe a little bit more creative and can like see it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, whew, okay. That's why dad's always out in the shed blazing it. So <laughs> he's got he's to gotta come down to her level. Dude, I'm sorry. Man. I shouldn't have said that about your mom. I'm sorry. No, nah, <laughs> you're fine. Uh, dad don't really do that no more because of his job, but, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, there'd be many times where dad would walk in at like, cause dad never ate at the time we ate. We ate like seven o'clock, probably earlier mm-hmm. than that. Like, I mean, that's what you gotta do. Dad come in at like 10, 1030, sit down with his plate. He'd always have a, he'd always cut himself a chunk of cheese off of the block. Doesn't matter what the fuck we were eating. He always has a chunk of cheese with it. Just quiet. Just food in. <laughs> and I'm talking, he would do that and drink like six beers a night. So like he was doing like double downers. <laughs> that's that's a good life right there. He's he's cut off. I mean, he still drinks, and uh, I don't know if he partakes with the other stuff. But I could tell his the 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 
not the postpartum depression. I don't know why I thought of that. The uh, passive aggressiveness uh, is like non-existent now. So that's really nice. Okay. But it's also probably too, both of his children are grown and out of the house. So maybe he's just happy. (laughs) (laughs) They're both out of the fucking house. The oldest one left and came back three times. and He's not allowed back. So, <laughs> oh damn! Well, I'm not not allowed back, but I would just be like, I can't go back a third time to live with them. <laughs> yeah, I left. Uh, I left, went to college, dropped out of college, came back and lived with them, and then I left, moved, hung out with my friends, got a girlfriend, moved in with her. That shit went south. I lost my job. I moved back with them, and then I moved out again. And I was like, This is it, man. I'm not going back. If I go back again, that's it. Like I won't leave. One of them has to die because I'm not leaving. <laughs> so. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> do we have any questions this week? <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, question one. Uh, wax. At- I love wax. Dude, love wax, wax is pu- fucking putting it. I did not realize how much. I just recently went into his server because I just got into it. And he promotes the fuck out of us. Yeah. Like, all the time. Like, he'll be talking about something and be like, hey, go check out Scrubverse. I'm just like, what? All right. Yeah. Appreciate that, uh, motherfucker. I, I meant to fucking to say this or to do something with this, and then I got lost in Blaze Blue because I decided that I want to see where I fell off and why I fell off of Blaze Blue. So I went back and started playing the old game, and I'm uh-huh. just, like, discovering. Uh, that's a fucking trip that I may or may not talk about right now. But he wants <laughs> us to review the Tekken movie. I recall oh, the Tekken movie yeah. being really, really bad. Wait, is he talking? Was there a live action or is he talking about the animated? I movie? think he's talking about the anime. Let me let me see. Wait, is that the one that I kept talking about, uh, or was that the King of Fighters? Where I was oh like, no, this really hot chick that gets eaten by a dinosaur or something like that. Oh no, no, this is this is I. This might be the 2009 American film. Tekken movie. Oh, tell me Jin is played by a Gaijin. Oh, no, John Fu. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this is that era of real... Like, this was like some Mortal Kombat movies came out this time. This is Dragon Ball Evolution looking of bad. Oh, bro, we need to fucking watch I don't want, this. No, I don't want to start doing, like, got, a Megavision's versions of shitty movies. <laughs> I, guys, got, I stopped watching shitty movies. <laughs> It's got got 85% by Google users, but not so much everywhere else. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 31 with an average audience rating of 2.68. Harada is on record saying that movie is fucking terrible. We were not able to supervise it. It was a cruel contract, and I'm not fucking interested. That shit. Fucking the guy that played uh, Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat's in it. (laughs) That's nuts. Oh hell yeah! No. I want to see this shitty fucking movie. That's the only person I know in this cast. Oh man, Eddie Gordo's in the movie. <laughs> Let's see. It's got Jin. It's got uh, Christy, you can watch this and report on Hayachi, Kazuya, Marshall, Henson, or not Henson, Raven, Steve Fox. Nah, see, I'm a Eddie Yoshimitsu. It's gonna be a hard pass for me. That's fine. I'll watch it. Damn, they try to just fit everybody in this. I'm pretty sure that there was a Tekken anime. There was a Tekken, yes. There, there, 
Would it be Ant Tekken anime? Yes, there was. Yes, this is the one I was talking about. Where hold okay, on, Tekken yeah. anime, uh, Raptor. Raptor. Yeah. So okay. Yes, this is it. So there's a part where they go, uh, like these fighters go onto a uh, an island, I guess, uh -huh. to like do like a battle royale kind of situation. And this super yeah, they, hot they, chick. They go to Jurassic Park. That, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. And the super hot chick, like, they, they showed her, like, almost naked earlier. I was like, all right, I'm down with this. She just gets fucking murked by one of these raptors and gets eaten. And I got to find this shit. Hold on. I'm going to find it now. Yeah, like, the animated one looks a lot better. It looks like Street Fighter levels. Like, the animation looks good. Hold on. Let me see it. She fights this. Uh, I'm watching chick. the scene. I'm watching the scene right now where Jin, like, rips the fucking jaw out of a uh out of a dinosaur oh that's right they're invisible raptors <laughs> yeah oh yeah she gets eaten yeah yeah all right so it's the tekken movie gotcha gotcha okay yeah so we'll do a little bit of clarification with him which tekken movie you talking about but uh yeah sure i'm i'm down with either one i really hope it's tekken the motion picture not the live action one uh Number two, Mr. Haru asked, do you foresee video games ever reaching their zenith where piracy doesn't exist or rarely exists like how Spotify and like-minded services did? No. Never. Piracy will always be there. Even with Spotify being around, piracy is still around. If there is a physical media that is being sold yep. and can be ripped, you can go ahead and fucking share that shit. As there long as there's broke people, there will be piracy. Hell yes. Yep. One way or another. As long as there's people who like don't have a lot of money. As as even when there's like hood entrepreneurs. Bro, I had this this buddy <laughs> of mine. All right. This this man was a genius. Right? He had HPO, Showtime, you name it. And he would broadcast his fucking feed to people in the Middle East and in Africa. For like pennies on the dollar. And he would just like whoever paid the most within that hour. Yo, what do you want to watch? Yo, I need to see the new Sopranos. I need to see Seymour Butts. I need to see <laughs> whatever. Whatever okay. is on. And he would just change okay. the channel. And these he was making like fucking, I don't know, like $20, $30 an hour right off that shit. We were in high school. Yeah. My man, my man knew what he was doing. So yes, as no matter what it is, there's always somebody that's willing to make a buck or to get their their fix, whatever way possible. You know, yeah. I so can I, I can go on Spotify right now, use OBS, and rip every single song that's out there, and mm -hmm. just send it to people. Uh, what I will say is, I think. When I was younger, I used to do that shit all the time. I just take mm -hmm. shit, download it, all that stuff. But now that I'm older and I realize I'm like, hey, I want to support the things that I love. That's why I I, I kind of steer away from piracy now. Uh, also, we talked about it recently too. Like, as long as there is limited availability in certain areas depending on you know country or social class or anything like that piracy will always exist yes 
I mean, there, I, I, mean think... I know people that use VPNs to unlock other Netflix in other countries. I think that in order for them to move away from piracy, you would have to find a way to monetize somebody's time that they're spending watching it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, good examples, Crunchyroll. Uh, yeah. You know, make everything available on whatever platform and then just add the fucking shit out of it. Every 10 minutes have, like, five or six ads come I mean... out there. That's make, the reason that I have the premium version is because I don't want to see those fucking ads. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, we could afford that shit. But if we're talking about somebody who is underprivileged mm -hmm. uh, with video games getting as big as they are and people wanting to play a lot more story-based games, um, there there might have to be, like, hey, here's here's your online streamable version of Uncharted. And every 10, 15 minutes, there's a fucking ad oh and it hard in cuts one too. way or another yeah it'll hard, cut hard cuts the ad. or it'll be pop-ups that show up in your hud mm -hmm. and are always there that's the that's the only way that i can that i can see oh my like God, we move so beyond piracy yeah oh that like can you imagine playing final fantasies uh 14 and being like you're doing your dungeon it's just like and then a banner that's like half the screen comes up and just like check out you know Final Fantasy VII coming out. I'm like, all right, this has got to fucking go. Or, or even Pepsi, Cup Noodle. Yeah. Every, fucking what else, what else is Square Enix fucking The general insur car insurance. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything. Like, the yeah, UPA I'm paying $15. Nine of video a, games. Yeah, I will pay $15 a month to get those fucking ads off of it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what ads have become. It's like, I will pay not to have the ads instead yeah. of paying to see the new stuff. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, it's. It's Get it crazy, out of my face. It fucking works. It's the reason I still have YouTube uh, Red. It's because mm -hmm. I don't want to see ads on my fucking videos. So fuck that shit. I mean, the reason I did that was I used to use ad blocker, but that actually hurts the channels that I watch. So I don't want to do that either. And YouTube Red, I think, gives revenue to them. They do. So no, piracy will always and forever be a thing. Uh, Zombie Hunter asks, if you've ever played Ni no Kuni, what's your opinion of it going mobile as an MMORPG and only in Japan? This is a question for you. Okay, I love Ni no Kuni. I, let me backtrack that. I've played the first Ni no Kuni. I have the second one and haven't gotten to it. I heard it's amazing. I love the art direction, art style of Ni no Kuni. I think that the... It's very Ghibli. The, uh, yeah, it looks like Studio Ghibli. Uh, it's not... But, I mean, it's very much – you can't sit there and look at it and say that it's not inspired by Studio Ghibli. Right, right, right. Um, but the combat system is interesting. It's fun. It's it's interesting. I think that the story for the first Nino Kuni, uh, I think it's called, like, Wrath of the White Witch. Yes. Um, is is super good. I, I loved every single moment of me playing it. For it going MMORPG – I don't have an opinion on that. I don't. I don't think that a RPG series going MMO is necessarily a bad thing, or any game going MMO. I do have a. I I do think that once games do go free to play or go to massively multiplayer online, you do lose something within the experience. So like comparing uh, the Elder Scrolls Online to any other Elder Scrolls game, like you're pretty much playing Elder Scrolls Light. There's not a whole there's not mm. like a huge level of depth unless they really put 
time into it and trying to make it play like the right. the mainline titles. But I mean, like, can you do that when you're trying to get hundreds of thousands of people onto your game at the same time? Like, is is that is that necessarily possible? So I don't necessarily have it an issue with it going MMORPG. Uh, it going mobile, eh? I mean, mobile games nowadays look a lot better. I mean, they're they look like PS3 games. Yeah, they 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 look fine. They control fine. Yeah, games. it's my old man stigma about mobile games still exists. I don't like the touchpad controls. It's the same reason why I don't play anything on my on fucking tablets and shit like that. Well, it's mostly too it becomes a gambling kind of game too. I mean, that's just a nature of free to play. Yeah. And gotcha mechanics are what's in right now. One day something else will come out and it'll be easier to manipulate people to take the money out of their wallet and give it to whoever. And it'll, it'll be the new thing. It'll be the new phase and it'll be the new, the, the new, what's the word I'm looking for? The new trap that people fall into. The new trap. Yeah. There you go. It's like, as far as it being (laughs) sure, as far as it only being in Japan, I get it because yeah. Nino Kuni is not popular in the U.S. It is way it's more not. popular in Japan than it is in the U.S. I hope that there is a uh, a localization for it, but there'll be a piracy of this. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a piracy. I mean, people who want it will get it. Like, especially if you're on Android, people who want it will get it. Yeah, you can just throw a VPN on there and easily do it. Not just a VPN; you just download the APK files. And you yeah. can get it. I mean, it's not far unless off it's from the unless way it bases people... off of like your location. Then you would it might have to do it because I'm. Did I ever tell you that that's how the monster Monster Hunter had it online? It's called Monster Hunter Frontier, mm. and uh, but it's Japan only, and they have like monsters we've never even fucking heard of in the states. But that's in crazy. order to play that, you would have to have a VPN masker, and you would have to mask your VPN to say that you lived somewhere in like Tokyo or something like that to be able to play the game. Okay. Speaking of Monster Hunter, we got the new trailer that came out too that a lot of people are alluding to would be is going to I mean it is the end it's the final free title update for Monster Hunter World. So theoretically the game's not dead, but there won't be no more support that way. There won't be any more free content. Right. What's uh, the chances of them coming out with paid content? I think it's very low with how much free that they've gone through and how much quality they put into the free content. I don't think that's something they're going to do. I think if anything, they would work on a direct sequel to the game or the next monster hunter game. I just feel like monster hunter world came out in like what? 2017. Yes. No, it's only been out two years. Each game. Yeah, only had so a year. 2018. It came out. I just, I feel like comparing it to other, to other games that, only having something for two years or only having the base game out for two years, that that that's a missed opportunity. Like you can definitely make more content for Monster Hunter. I well, mean also, you're you're the expert. I mean Yeah, there's a shit ton of stuff you could do for it, but maybe they're also like we don't want to sully it. Like we have something so special now. Um I really think they're working on the next one. I think they're working on some kind of sequel. I don't think there's there's not going to be another. I don't think there's going to be another expansion. If they do, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. So, but a lot of people too have there's conspiracy theories for Monster Hunter World where like they were they were thinking of like Fatalist is going to come and then just kill everybody. Like it's like the whole thing is like the hunters have dabbled too far into 
the natural world and now mm-hmm. the world has to fix itself and uh i don't know it, was, it alludes in the trailer that something of that magnitude might happen because fatalist is the and i, I say his name it's a uh, fatalis because it's mm-hmm. fatality and uh but he's just and what's crazy is he's the most normal looking dragon in all of the game yeah yeah no he he is like straight out of a medieval book yeah he's the like black dragon of legend black dragon, that's what they call yeah. him yeah and uh he's just i mean in the first game it was great because there was a monster that you used to fight uh you would fight called lao shan lung and mm-hmm. it was a monster that was literally just walking and in, it happened to be walking through the main operation and they you have to stop it the reason it's walking is because fatalis is hunting it to try and eat it Laoshan Lung's humongous, and it's scared of Fatalis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but now when they 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 teased like this artwork for Monster Hunter's 15th anniversary, I think it was earlier this year or early late last year, and they put a rendering of Fatalis in the background, and everyone the community freaked the fuck out. They were like, "We want him in Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter," because they said that he was not a, it was originally not supposed to be in the game, but they saw how the people react and they're like, well, now we have to put him in. So what's the significance like fighting wise against Fatalis? Like he just one shot you with everything. Oh. <laughs> Back in the day, it was, he one shotted you with everything he fucking did. You had to have top fucking tier level to not get one shot. But it was very easy to exploit him back in the day. Like, in the, mm-hmm. especially, and there's been different, there's been crimson Fatalis, uh, there's been uh, Ivory, I think it's Ivory Fatalis, and that one's supposed to be, that's the one that, like, makes red lightning bolts come down, and those would, I've been one-shotted way too many times from just running up to fight him, and I'm like, all right, yep, carded, all right. <laughs> that's crazy. So, but it all makes sense, because uh, the last update was Alatrion that we've talked about, and mm-hmm. all of his weapons do massive dragon damage. And the only weakness that, from the old games that I remember, the only weak weakness Fatalis had was Dragon Element. So it makes so, sense. Alatrion was preparing you mm-hmm. for Fatalis. Just like prior to that, we had uh, Safi Jiva and we had uh, Master Rank Kol Tarav, which both of those monsters, you could get high... Uh, damaging elemental damage weapons, which are great against Alatrion. So Monster Hunter developers are really good about here's the title update, this is a certain type of element that this monster used, it's gonna be the next monster's weakness. So that makes you do the event stuff in order. Got it. So like, I mean, if you could just go in, I mean, with Fatalis too, I remember you could just go in with raw damage, but... So, I had never seen the Monster Hunter community freak out until I saw Latrion. Like, they were just like, this is bullshit! <laughs> like, oh, but now Latrion's like, fucking cake! It's so easy! I don't know, what are people gonna react to when they see motherfuckers getting one-shotted? I don't know, like, it's been so long since I fought regular Fatalis that I'm excited. To- it comes out, it fucking drops October 1st. Yeah, it's right so around like, the corner. Yeah, I got I got a month to like prep up and get ready because I'm gonna be playing it. I want to see what happens. Like, what's the ending? Like, mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. It's it's bittersweet because like there's still the the event quests are still gonna rotate. Like, that's not. It's just the free shit is gonna stop. They might be like, and you to know what they're like here. Hey, if we get 
people to give 20 bucks, we got four new monsters coming out. I'm like, yeah, sure. You guys have given us so much fucking free content. I will gladly give you 20 of my dollars for new updates. So, I don't know. It's it's just, it's it's bittersweet because Monster Hunter World is such a good game. It's such mm-hmm. a good game. I mean, it fucking, a lot of people will argue that it saved Capcom. That's all I got to say about that. So, <laughs> what were we right talking on. about? Uh... Nino Kuni. But oh yeah, it okay. Into, it went into MMO, and that's how we ended up where we are now. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's the end of questions. All right. Well, Corey, what do you got going on this week? Uh, classes, toggling it with work. Also, gonna try. I want to play those Lord of the Rings games. I'm gonna stream those Lord of the Rings games. I I have a feeling that they they're still gonna hold up. If they don't. Okay. I mean, if you want to check that out, go check out, uh, follow me on Twitter. Also follow Chris on Twitter because he streams as well. That's going to be the best method, one of the best methods to see when we go live on Twitch. We've toggled around with the idea of doing a schedule, but our schedules are so fucking up in the air that we really can't commit to a night. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, I got time. Come watch me stream. So yeah. Best way uh, to do it is either one, follow us on Twitter, or two, join the Discord. That's join the, the Discord. One. You will definitely know when we stream, and you'll hear us bullshit about dumb shit. Yeah, that we pick up. We or... actually put shit in the Discord first before we put it on Twitter. So yep. And if you, I believe, I might need to twin that or twin that, pin that on the uh, Scrubverse uh, Twitter again for that uh, Discord link, so people can join. So. But besides Lord of the Rings, uh, I'll probably be playing some more Fall Guys. Uh, my birthday is Friday? Yes. Birthday is Friday. So I have taken that day off. I'm going to have a four-day weekend. And I'm just going to have fun. Hell yeah. So. Probably be doing some stream. Uh, we got. I got to test stream, Dreamcast Marathon shit, too. Scotty was testing stuff earlier. He got the blue. I sent him the blue Yeti. And uh, he's really happy with it. So Nice. Very nice. But yeah, what do you got going on? You going to be working on the Sonic tier list some more? Uh, Yeah, Sonic tier list. And I think after Sonic Advance 3, that's when I'll actually write something down. Uh, I don't know where I'm going <laughs> to post it, but it's going to go somewhere. Sonic Advance um, 2, good. Others, bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, No, I'm going to do something with the Sonic Advance stuff. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun just playing through the Sonic games, even though they make me rage sometimes. Uh, I definitely feel Wait like... Wait to the good ones. Well, I mean, like... Don't get me wrong, Sonic Advance 2 is good, and Sonic Advance 3 is a good game, but it's not, like, my my level of good. It's, it's not, not, it's not like what I Yeah, it's not what I usually appreciate. But I got you. <laughs> no, Sonic Advance 3, after Sonic Advance 3, um, I might shift gears. I'm going to do the roulette. First, I'm going to group things together. Because need to I work don't... on that, too. I need to show you how to do that in Streamlabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to group certain things together. So, like, I'll probably play the classics, like Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, mm-hmm. as, like, a trilogy together. The racing games, if I decide to play the racing games, those are also going to be grouped together as well. Got to get that um, Sonic R in there. <laughs> yeah. I I got to get that in there. Um, the problem is no, that game's there's... good multiplayer, not single player. I, I mean, I can get people to play it. That's true. It's fine. We can you can make it, it just for a night. Make it like a Thursday night throwdown. Again. We haven't played it in a while, and we know it works with Parsec. So <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Um, besides Sonic Advance, I, as I said earlier, I am currently going through all the Blaze Blue games. My 
goal with that is I am going, I don't know if I'm going to do story mode because I know that the story in blaze blue is fucking cancer. That story is absolutely terrible. (laughs) But uh, I'm going through, I'm just, I'm just playing every single character, seeing how they play and really getting a gauge for all of the, the characters. Cause like, the reason why I got into Blaze Blue in the first place is because we weren't getting anything out of Guilty Gear because Arc System Works lost the rights to Sega yeah. and Sega came out with Overture, which is a terrible fucking game. So playing Blaze Blue was just like, okay, this is the next best thing I'm going to get out of Guilty Gear or but something similar came to out. Guilty Gear. Yeah, and I mean, like, Extra came out four years later because Blaze Blue came out in like 08, 09. So for a solid four years, I was playing nothing but Blaze Blue. And that game is gorgeous. That game looks really good, and it still holds up, the first one. But that story. But, yeah, yeah, just just ignore the story. But it's like playing each of the characters. So far, I've gone through half the roster playing it on, like, medium to hard difficulty because it's a dead game. I can't, I can't play anybody against it. I, I'm not going to learn the meta. The game is effectively dead as of Central Fiction because very, very, very few people play that. And it's arc system works netcode and their netcode is terrible yeah, as it is it's per bag. so it's just not going to happen but as like playing the characters i'm starting to realize like all of the characters in base blaze blue are terrible like ragna's <laughs> not really all that great but he's like mid-tier he's think no about soul. that ragna is not a great character and he's mid-tier Jin. My issue with a lot of these characters is that they have so many startup frames before they actually start doing damage that I feel like I go to do something and someone could just punch you and get you stunned or get you out of your animation frames. It is so annoying that I push a button and nothing happens for half a second. Like, goddamn Jin has to do a fucking pirouette before he kicks you. And I'm hitting you with fucking like light or medium kick. I'm like, that's not something with that many startup frames should not be a light or medium hit. It should not. If I hit light punch, it should just be a punch. If I hit light forward punch, it should just be like, like leaning in. Like you just lean in and hit them. I don't need Jin to spin his fucking sword around and bop you on the head with the hilt. Chris, this is a wrap up. I don't know what you think you're doing. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. That's, all right. that's all Jesus fucking Christ. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I my PTSD came in. Apparently. And and that that's what ended up happening. So no, I'm going to be playing those. I got challenged by uh by H2O Happy Dude to play some KI. Uh so that's we're gonna play game. KI together because I whipped his ass the other night in fucking guilty gear. Surprise. So Oh, big surprise. Not saying that for H2O, just being like, you beat the shit out of everyone that you play with, at least on this side. I don't know about on your fighting game community side. No, it's the same shit. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Man, the there shit. we go. I am the best player I know from like any community that I hang out in. So not right. trying to toot my own horn. If you got hands, please throw them at me because <sighs> I need, I need, I need more. I just need more. Just keep it keep it coming. Okay. Uh, that's that's all I'm doing. <laughs> Alright.
right. Well, all right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. And we'll catch you on the next one.